Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The Greg Kelly Show. So this is what it feels like to uh, trend globally. Yeah, Greg Kelly is trending globally. It's actually happened um, happened about a dozen times, maybe maybe more over the years. Hasn't happened in a couple of months, but uh, what did I do that has the entire planet all upset? I am no kidding, trending on uh, on Twitter right now. Why? Because I pointed out something I've been wanting to point out. I didn't get around to it for a while. It was just on my little list here, and I had to put it out, and I finally got around to making a little video about it um, that – the idolatry that we see all around us is wrong. It's actually, if you look it up in the Bible, it's sinful. And the great example of this is uh, Taylor Swift. I'm not accusing Taylor Swift of being a sinner. By the way, we're all sinners, right? And I've been guilty of um, idolatry when I was growing up. I used to cry when the Yankees lost. I had posters of this uh, band and that band. And, you know, my my mom would not let me put pictures up of... uh, of pretty women, right? I didn't have that. Although I did have the Farrah Fawcett picture. Remember the Farrah Fawcett way back? Anyway, idolatry is uh, is at least frowned upon, and is no kidding considered sinful behavior. And if you look at the worship that people display towards Taylor Swift and every other non-God-like thing around, yeah, we got a society that is consumed with idols, and I just pointed this out that uh, I don't have a beef. What did I say? Literally, I think I said, I don't have a beef with Taylor Swift. Uh, I actually like a couple of her songs. I like the one, I think it's called Style. It has a nice little beat. That's the only one I can name. Then there's another one about some guy who blew her off and she's mad at him and another guy who uh, lied to her and some girlfriend who let her down and, and just whatever. Her music is fine. You know, you listen to it, you happen to catch it. Okay, that's pleasant. And then you move on with your life. But there are billions of people who seem to worship this stuff. This is all they talk about. This is all they're consumed with. Go to a Taylor Swift concert, which I have not done. I have not been to a concert since, I think, 1986. I saw U2 at the Nassau Coliseum. And my big takeaway was, this stinks. Everybody is standing up. I'd like to sit down. I take that back. I also went to Billy Joel in maybe four or five years ago at uh, at Nassau Coliseum. And my big takeaway was, not that it stunk, but eh, it's not what it, it's just not, not all that anymore, right? I don't know what it is. Billy is just as talented as ever, but it's just, I don't need to go and stand up. Everybody was standing. Can't we all sit down? You ever see Otto and the Simpsons, the, the headbanger? <laughs> Even he wanted to sit down at a concert. So, um, yeah worshiping things that are not God and Taylor Swift traipsing around that flying around the stage. And it's like, she's an empress. It's all designed that way. And this is what everybody wants. Fame and fortune, the private jets, the fame, the money. And then what? Nobody ever talks about then what (laughs) nobody ever talks about, you know, a lot of billionaires are unhappy. (laughs) Like regular people, they can be unhappy. That's not going to fix what's missing in your life. It's not. It's going to make certain things easier, and you got to have some material comfort, right? But it's not what it's cracked up to be, and I think that's pretty obvious. But pointing out the obvious has brought out the ire of uh, the planet. Let's see here. Uh, Greg Kelly, S S T F U. 
wonder what that stands for. <laughs> Greg Kelly, how dare you? Greg Kelly, you shouldn't say that. Greg Kelly, oh, you're the last one. After all, you were credibly accused of, yep, all right, all that stuff. Yep, yep, yep. This is why most people keep their head down, right? They don't want anybody to say anything about them. They don't want anybody looking at them. Well, I don't really give a damn, to be honest. It is. It goes through me like, like, like nothing. It goes through me like air. I just... I find it a little bit amusing, and I also find it a little bit flattering. And you know what? I also find it helpful, what I have done here, to move the conversation. Here's Brian Krasenstein. Uh, I know he's big on Twitter. Not as big as me, but he's pretty big. He's a liberal. How ironic is it that Newsmax host Greg Kelly, who has idolized a 77-year-old man indicted on 91 felonies and found liable of sex assault, is mad that people idolize Taylor Swift— They're elevating her to an idol. Idolatry. This is a bit of what idolatry, I think, looks like. And I put up a big picture of her in concert. And you're not supposed to do that. In fact, if you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. And then he writes, I'll keep calling out the hypocrisy because it baffles me. And I don't give a damn if the Bible says you can't idolize people. If no one's being hurt, then let them idolize away. Well, there, my friend, you get it all wrong, okay? If no one's being hurt. If no one's being hurt in the here, in the now, and in the immediate, then it's okay? No, it's not okay, actually. Long-term, people are being harmed, all right? Women and girls are being harmed by these impossible standards, the comparison, the competition for, for men who are now so averse to commitment, so addicted to the pornography and to not actually settling down. And by the way, I've been through it all. I speak from experience, okay? No hypocrisy here. And do we idolize Trump? You know, there's a difference between reverence and idolatry, right? And when you go to a Trump rally, it's actually not all that fancy. It's a guy at a podium. It's not a little... They don't, they don't try to make him look like a bird that flies through the, the, the auditorium, right? That's what they do with, with um, what's her name, right? And what is she talking about? I don't even know what she's talking about. You don't really know what – nobody really follows the words all that closely. I guess sometimes country music, you can kind of figure it out. But Donald Trump is talking about ideas and God-given liberties, right? And I also think you could – there's a difference between an idol – and an icon. And Donald Trump is iconic. Iconic. And those are things, those are gifts from God, actually. Not instead or in replace of God. So I think I'm on very, very solid ground. And everybody is just saying, yeah, well, that sucks. You shouldn't say that. And they say the D word, that you are a D-O-U-C-H-E. I hate that word. I don't know when that became... Uh, fashionable all over again. It was kind of big in the 70s, and then it disappears. Hey, breaking news. President Biden has reached a decision on how the U.S. will respond to Iran. Great. Shouldn't he have just done it? Shouldn't he just do it? He's announcing all the networks right now saying that President Biden has reached a decision on what he's going to do after he, they killed three of our guys, which was inevitable, totally inevitable. Peace through strength, whatever happened with that. Um, I kind of glossed over the E. Jean Carroll stuff because I kind of thought the story was over. But, man, she was making—she was all over the place yesterday. And the 
The corruption of the entire system hit me like a ton of bricks. Here we have Ashley Babbitt, a woman killed on television, right? And nobody cares. Our legal establishment, our judicial system turns its back on this poor woman who was, quite frankly, murdered. You can't do that. She posed no threat. You can't shoot a woman who's unarmed. You can't shoot a person who is unarmed and not posing a threat to anybody. What about jumping through that window? Uh-huh. So when is the when is the penalty for trespassing? Death. It's not. That cop got promoted. That cop got a gold medal. And the entire establishment said, that's okay. It's not okay. It is so broken. So that same system says that E. Jean Carroll is a victim, that E. Jean Carroll is uh, eligible for $83 million. It's not. It's not. And... I've been pointing out the discrepancies, the problems, the gaping holes since this thing started. But here we are, and she's on a victory lap. And as she takes that victory lap, people like, well, if you're really watching, you'll see the corruption. You'll see the dishonesty. You'll see, I think, an opportunity, actually. An opportunity. This can't stand. This is happening in plain sight. They feel... they. They're pretending that they won. I don't really think they have. Now, let me see here. We have our, um, okay, here she is with George Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos, who gets uh, $15 million a year. That's what, $500,000 every 10 days or so. And all he can say is, what was that like? How does it feel? Cut 30. Joined now by E. Jean Carroll and her attorney, Roberta Kaplan. Welcome back Thank to you. Good Morning America. Has it settled in yet? What a good question. The elation was so great on Friday. It filled me up. It was almost painful. It's taken really every day. Today, I'm just very happy because I'm calm enough to realize what she uh, did. It's been reported the exchange smiles with the jurors on the way out. Is that true? Yes. What was that like? Well, it was very moving. It made me burst into tears because they met my eyes for the first time. It was very moving. You said you want to do great things with this $83 million settlement. Give us an idea about that. Don't want to waste money. Well, I do have an idea. I like to, it's, I like to give the money to something Donald Trump hates. If it will cause him pain for me to give money to certain, to certain things, that's like? my intent. Well, perhaps a fund for the women who have been sexually assaulted by Donald Trump. Are you confident the money is going to come through? I'm pretty confident. One way or the Stop other. Stop for a second. I mean, Donald Trump should sue right there for that. The women who have been sexually assaulted by Donald Trump. The whole damn system. You know, our founding fathers would be totally freaking out right now. Donald Trump is overwhelmed legally. And he's not letting it get to him. And he's showing up in court. He's also winning primaries all over the place. But he's overwhelmed. He's defending himself, I think, on five fronts when you count it all up. Five. Actually, six. There are six ongoing matters. And he's having a hell of a hard time attracting and keeping legal talent. Not because there's anything wrong with Trump, but the world is making it awfully difficult for these lawyers. And Rudy Giuliani is a great example. You get too aggressive in your defense you're too zealous in your defense of Rudy Giuliani, of, of Donald Trump. We'll, we'll pull a Rudy Giuliani on you. We'll take your law license. We'll ruin your life. We'll try to ruin your life. We'll take all your money. So that's hard. And it's, it's amazing because I pointed out 
last night while I'm watching um, E. Jean Carroll. She's got these two very smug attorneys on her left and her right. One is named Sean Crowley, and the other is Roberta Kaplan. And I'm staring at them, and they do look smug, and they also look embarrassed by their client, who is still, no matter what happens, no matter how crazy and stupid this world becomes, she'll always be an unhinged, batty, weird, crazy bag lady. I don't care if she's got $83 million. She is nuts. And she said, stop vandalizing the forest right? with her blue paint. But that woman on the right, Sean Crowley, she was married by the judge. The judge in this case, Lewis Kaplan, officiated at her wedding. Now, apparently that they, that was brought up in initial proceedings and, okay, ooh, yeah, right? So that they, they, they dotted the I, they crossed the T, and it was acknowledged, and therefore it's not an issue. I think it is an issue. I think it's a real issue. I think the whole damn thing, that and a million other things. You see, the whole system has conspired to get Trump. The whole, the ocean is moving in a corrupt direction. It does not matter. And they are so kind of taken with themselves. They're taking care of all of the little things they think. But the big picture, that ocean is slimy, is stinky, is polluted. For that woman to just sit there, and for Roberta Kaplan, she was the she worked at the same law firm as the judge. This and a million other things. More importantly, you know, Donald Trump at the first trial, forget the second trial, the first trial, he wasn't able to introduce E. Jean Carroll's crazy tweets, where she said she was a fan of The Apprentice, where she said outlandishly perverted and sexual things, where she seemed to not understand the definition of rape, where at one point she found rape sexy. She said that out loud. That is germane, okay? And you can't tell me it's not. Yet lawyers can bend over backwards and justify to themselves and to tainted left-leaning juries that it's somehow not relevant. It is relevant. It's common sense. You don't have to go to Columbia Law School to know. That's common sense. And they weren't able to talk about it. He wasn't able to wage a defense. And as lawyers, God bless them, but they are overwhelmed and they get no support. Can you imagine O.J. Simpson during the, remember 1994, 1995, all those panels? Every time I turned on CNN, there was Greta Van Susteren and Roger Cossack and all these panels talking about, you know, just the nitnoy details of the evidence. And I remember nobody ever came out and said he was guilty. Nobody ever said out said he was innocent. They were just kind of, but here they all know ahead of time. Isn't it right? Hey, the same legal system. Oh, by the way, that sound <laughs> OJ Simpson, not guilty, right? Is the one that says Donald Trump is guilty. Same legal system that says it's okay to shoot an unarmed woman gives $83 million to E. Jean Carroll. Totally corrupt. And it's not going to stand. Be right back. Greg Kelly. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt. Causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. 
The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Cori Bush, who knows who Cori Bush is, that Republican degenerate congresswoman who is all about defund the police, uh, a leading Black Lives Matter lunatic. Uh, She gained a little bit more attention when we found out she was paying for security. She needed security guards and she paid for them out of campaign funds. It seemed uh, a little bit hypocritical, right? Uh, Defund the police, but she had all this money for private police. Uh, And now, breaking news, she's under federal investigation. Maybe some of that money was not spent well. Maybe some of that money, there's a problem somehow, and we'll have to get to the bottom of it. The feds are on it. Now, they can be very selective, and they can look the other way at all kinds of things. So I don't know if we're going to get to the bottom of that. Uh, hello, Jen in Nassau County. What's up? Hi. I thought that um, awards made to people that sue, like she is, she did, uh, were based on how how much um, the people who are listening to her attorney think she should be reimbursed based on how much she actually is capable of making in any job she currently has or has had in the past. I doubt that she's ever been paid a total of $83 million. So why do they give her such an over-the-top salary, which that woman is not capable of making? That's why she has to be running around scamming off people. Yeah, well, it's a totally uh, ludicrous uh, amount of money. It's It makes no sense whatsoever. None of, none of, nothing in the case. It shouldn't even been... Uh, made its way into the courtroom. I mean, the statute of limitations, this this event, allegedly, if there was an event, happened, what did she say? And she didn't know the year, 95, 96. That's almost 30 years ago. It's impossible to defend yourself. So it never should have gotten this far. I saw how they broke it down. It was like $7 million for emotional pain and $2 million for this, $10 million for that. And then they heaped on a lot of money for punitive damages and a deterrent. Like, how do we get Donald Trump to not say anything about E. Jean Carroll again? Now, by the way, she is an attention W-H-O-R-E, right? She thrives on it. Uh, I think, and from what I know about her, it's kind of what she's been looking for all of her life. Hey, why didn't George Stephanopoulos ask her about, why did you call that nice black man, John Johnson, an ape in your book? You know, Jan, right? John Johnson, Remember him, John Johnson, Eyewitness News, great journalist, 
still alive. She called him an ape. An ape. Why didn't George or Rachel or the rest? The whole damn system. Remember that guy? Remember Al Pacino and Justice for All? He was right. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. listening to the Greg Kelly show. You talked about using some of Trump's money you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be? What that might look like? Yes, or, Rachel. Or, yes. Tell me. I had such such great ideas <laughs> for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing nope. in France? No? Oh, all right, all right. Okay. That's a joke. <laughs> a Although, joke. If, if me fishing in France... Could yeah. do something for women's rights, I would take the hit. You know, I would obviously uh, take one for the team. I would let me. So, Megan Kelly put this clip up and she says, This one clip will ensure Donald Trump's election. <laughs> It is so infuriating to see them all gleeful, right? They're they're just that's that, that's genuine. That's genuine greed, and it's genuine malevolence. There's also genuine embarrassment. The lawyers are like, okay, don't you're not supposed to. You don't do that. We talk about that later. We talk about that. Don't 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 tell that. Don't, you're on television right now. Don't talk like that. Uh, how about that, huh? Um, by the way. What is this woman on, E. Jean Carroll? She's, look, I've been drunk. I kind of sound a little bit like, she sounds, I mean, she sounds high or drunk or brain damaged. Cut nine. No, cut 29, please. Brain damaged. What would happen if Trump is reelected? Oh, please. I can't think of that. I can't think of that. I don't think I, I don't think it's going to happen. And Robbie, particularly, uh, tell them, Robbie, why you don't think that's possible. I just think it's what you saw in the jury in the courtroom from the jury that when people are really confronted with the facts, when the rules apply, uh, people see the truth about Donald Trump. And Stop! this isn't the first trial. He that's felt- the whole point. That's the whole point. When they see the facts, you guys kept the facts out of the out of the courtroom. You got the facts. What facts do you have from 1995 or 1996? What facts do you have other than this imbecile's fantasy? Hmm? What facts? Where's the DNA? Where's the security camera footage? Where are the eyewitnesses? Huh? Where's the police report? None of that stuff. None of it. And there's that statute of limitations. The rules. The rules. They use the rules. Not the law. She says the rules. It's interesting. The rules. Not the law. The rules of that judge. Judge Kaplan, Judge Kaplan, 
Something tells me all these people went to Ivy League schools. I wonder. Keep going with that, please. A lot of trials coming up before that election, and it's going to happen to him over and over and over again. And I don't think he has enough Americans who are willing to buy what he says in major rallies to elect him president. Hey, I, 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 I have a feeling this goes beyond her case, right? What does she know about anything else? What does she know? Maybe she has a political agenda. Could that be? Yes, obviously, right? Pardon me. They're not even, you know, the quiet part out loud. They're just saying it now. This is overconfidence. This is hubris. Keep going. I want to ask you, Robbie, about uh, how Trump's going to appeal this. We, we have a, a big clue from what his attorney, Alina Habba, said. You had asked Judge Kaplan, just for some background here, to block the court or Trump's team from being able to present legal arguments about the jury's rejection of the rape claim. They found him liable for sexual abuse. I want to be very clear on that and defamation. Alina Habba thinks there's a big chance for them on appeal because of what Judge Kaplan ordered here. Let's listen to her, and then I want to give you a chance sure. to respond. Here she was. Before I walked into court, that judge decided that every single defense President Trump had, we were not allowed to raise in front of the jury. It is in writing, and I encourage the journalists, the real journalists, to take the minute to look at his orders. There was no proof, and I couldn't prove that she didn't bring in the dress. There was no DNA. There was no expert. My experts were denied, two of them. Two of them were denied to come in. Your response, Robbie, and then and then you, E.G., maybe you go first because you weren't next to her. You couldn't respond in that moment. Would you like to respond now? Alina Haba is uh, gloriously talented. She's very skilled. She uh, has ludicrous confidence. And when you hear her speak, we understand that most of what she just said was entirely made up, entirely untrue. Yeah, I, I, I understand. That's Stop what for saying, a moment because you're going to hear it like <laughs> the lawyer doesn't say that the lawyer is about to say that none, it's not entirely untrue. And she's going to start talking about rules. That first trial, they weren't able to introduce a shred of evidence that would uh, clear Trump. Anything that undermined her story and her credibility, all that stuff, all these tweets. You think they're not going to use my tweets against me? They use them against me every single day. Keep going with that, please. Keep going. She has to say, uh, but Judge Kaplan, no relation, <laughs> uh, is one of the most respected judges uh, in New York City. All his rulings were completely appropriate. The rules are the rules. He followed the rules, and now Donald Trump and Ms. Hobb are going to have to follow the rules, and that's what the appellate court's going to say as well. Hey, stop for a second. The rules. After the rules. The rules? What about the law? You see, the rules? The rulings? What about the law? All right, the judge went to Harvard. They both went to Columbia. Um, our friend oh. Alina Haba, who is the most effective, and she will be vindicated. I think she went to Widener University, a small law school in Delaware. Uh, these people are on a mission to stop Trump because uh, everything with abortion is on the table. You can do anything. You can break. You can just throw it all out to stop Trump. That's the name of the game. Hey, I want to go back to... Uh, Iran, and it's just so strange to me that they, uh, the White House announced that Joe Biden has made a decision about Iran. Just Then just do it. Just I don't know. There's something very mm, almost dangerous, right? What about that time and place of our choosing? We'll just do it. 
Anyway, this is the way things used to go down in America, right? This was our policy. This was our uh, stance for many, many decades, ever since the Cold War up until about, well, Joe Biden. Go ahead. The first clip of the uh, second uh, go through, 32. The world now respects America's policy of peace through strength. The United States is again the confident leader of the free world. Gerald Ford. For 30 years since the end of World War II, our strategy has been to preserve peace through strength. Reagan. Foreign affairs, I'll continue our policy of peace through strength. America is fulfilling our destiny as peacemaker, but it is peace through strength. We are stronger now than ever before. Trump, Bush, Reagan, Ford, and uh, even earlier, peace through strength. Just made so much sense. And now, what's our position? Please don't give us a hard time. We don't want any trouble. Cut 33. We are not looking for a war with Iran. We are not looking to escalate the tensions any more than they already have been escalating. In fact, everything we've done has been designed to try to de-escalate those tensions. Okay. And it goes on like this. This We don't want trouble with Iran. We don't want trouble with China. Well, that just doesn't cut it anymore. Cut 34. I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that uh, we're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look, we're not looking for conflict. Hmm. Really? I think it takes a little bit more than that. Cut 35. I made it clear to him again what I've told him in person on several occasions, that we're not looking for confrontation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're going to get the meth. I, I, I just don't think it's going to cut it. And, you know, it's not like we have any other buddy and anybody else in the administration who's, like, stronger. This is Tony Blinken, Blinken, who every time he speaks, he degrades American national security. Cut 37. From the outset, we've been very clear in warning that Anyone looking to take advantage of conflict in the Middle East uh, and try to expand it, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) It's like some guy protecting his front lawn. Don't do it. Don't even think about walking your dog here. Don't do it. It takes more than that. It's, It's almost like they're inviting it. Cut 38. We will hold responsible the people who attacked our troops. We'll do so at a time and a place of our choosing. A time and place of our choosing. Mm, that's supposed to sound ominous. I'll, I'll give this to George W. Bush. I didn't support the uh, invasion of Iraq, but he said something along the lines of, you know, we're going we're gonna to start this uh, at a time and place of our choosing. And it did kind of say, Ooh, wow, well, we're, we're, we're big shots. You know what I mean? We're going to, it's up to us when and where. Sounded kind of cool in a weird way, but that did not sound cool. And now I'm already informed that uh, Joe Biden has made up his mind what he wants to do. And if I know it, Iran knows it. I'm getting the sense that we're going to send them a very, very forceful letter. (laughs) Do not do that anymore. You know, pretty soon those uh, soldiers will be coming home, the three who were killed in uh, Jordan. And actually, I'd like to get their names, please. Um, They're all from Georgia, the state of Georgia. Cut 13. As you know, yesterday, three U.S. service members were killed and dozens of personnel were injured from a one-way attack unmanned aerial system that impacted a U.S. military facility located in northeastern Jordan near the Syrian border. 
The names of those soldiers who lost their lives were Sergeant William Rivers, Specialist Kennedy Sanders, and Specialist Breonna Moffitt, all of whom were assigned to the 718th Engineer Company, a U.S. Army Reserve unit based out of Fort Moore, Georgia. These three fallen heroes were deployed to Jordan in support of Operation Inherent Resolve and the international coalition working to ensure the lasting defeat of ISIS. These brave Americans and their families are in our prayers, and the entire Department of Defense mourns their loss. Um, absolutely. By the way, though, I'm sorry. What the hell is Fort Moore? I've been deployed. I've been through Georgia. When I was in the military, I never heard of any Fort Moore. Seriously, Fort Moore, Georgia. Let me check this out. Oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> Fort Moore, formerly Fort Benning, formerly Fort Benning. You know, I hear Fort Benning immediately. I know. I feel it. It's in my bones. Been there. Know exactly what they're up to. Fort Moore. This is what. Um, this is what destroying history looks like. I don't know who Moore is or was, but uh, it's some woke thing. It's they, they took it away from Fort Benning. Let's see here. It was renamed Fort Moore in 2023 on Thursday, May of 2023, to honor the late Lieutenant General Harold Hal Moore and his wife, Julia, who both made meaningful and lasting contributions to the Army. Let me guess. Is there a woke factor? Is there a woke factor? I don't know. I have a feeling there's a woke factor. I never heard of this more. Let's see here. Yes, it looks like Moore was a person of color. I don't even know who who Benning was, to be honest. I don't. It's the hook. It's the hook. It is the hook. It has meaning. You know, when Colin Powell went through Fort Benning for ranger training, he wasn't caught up in in Fort Benning in Mr. Benning and who he was and who he wasn't. But for the rest of his life, when he spoke to other soldiers and sailors and even Marines, he say Fort Benning, we all know what that means. We don't know what Fort Moore means. Gosh, they re- threw it all. Oh, he's a Confederate. Benning was a Confederate. Guess what, pal? So you, we're just going, why don't we eradicate the South while we're at it? You know, you take down those Civil War statues, what's next? Donald Trump raised this back in 2020, 2017. What's Thomas Jefferson is next. George Washington is next. George Washington owned slaves. Are we going to get are we going to rename Washington DC? That's the direction this is going. We're actually already there. I got to take a break in a second. Let's go to um let's go to Eric. Hi. Hi. I wanted for no Taylor Swift, no E. Jean Carroll, three week bombing campaign for uh Iran. But I wanted to talk to you about systemic racism and why people aren't pushing back hard enough with these people like Harris, who's married to a white husband, Claudine Gay, a white husband, who's now teaching plagiarism 101 at Harvard, (laughs) (laughs) Elian Omar, white husband, Colin Kaepernick, white parents, and probably one of his biological parents is why Omar... Hey, Eric, 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 I gotta jump in. Listen, I don't think there's any problem with an interracial marriage. It's okay, but it does highlight, you know, these people run around talking about systemic racism. It undermines the whole idea of systemic racism. 
if they're married to a person of another race. Wouldn't you agree? I, I totally agree. And that's the hypocrisy of the whole thing. You're sitting there telling systemic racism, going, especially Harris, going around the country crying systemic. And you're married to a white man. OK, that's then why are you married to him? Colin pa- Kaepernick, Obama. OK, white mother, white grandparents raised them. And yet you're claiming all of this like life was so hard for all of these people. But see, nobody's pushing back hard enough on them to make the point. Well, I'm pushing my ass off, man. I'm trying to make the (laughs) point. We're going nuts around here. You know, Eric, you know and I know that they raise the issue of race not to help not to help other people of color, but to enhance their own status. It was to enhance Barack Obama. And him alone. He used it as a tool for him to get what he wants and everybody else be damned. Do you buy that? Absolutely. You're 100% correct about that. But we need more push, more people pushing out the hypocrisy of these people. And you know what? The biggest tool when they say you're racist, to call them a racist for what they do and what they say. And they are not being held accountable. I'd like to ask you one more thing. Youssef, this clown, Youssef, uh, what is his name from the Central Salam. Park Farm? Yeah, that clown. Isn't he right now committing insurance fraud? You know, he's got a call from Georgia Place, this and that, this is call. Isn't there the possibility? Because you brought up yesterday about how they treated that police chief in Tampa, and basically this is the same thing. Almost. But I, I have a feeling he's committing insurance fraud. He might be. Well, insurance fraud, look, you got to re-register your car when you move here. And there are some questions. Yeah, Georgia plates and all that stuff. Hey, how about that? He was living in Georgia and just comes back to New York and gets elected right away. Anyway, he is a clown. He is, now we all know, again, we're reminded what a liar the guy is, right? He lied about what happened with that cop. He said the cop was disrespectful. We all saw he wasn't. And I think he lied about the Central Park Five stuff. Yeah, I do. And I got a record from 1990 and the stuff he said in trial and walking around with that pipe and touching the bum who he thought was dead, So, he, but he didn't tell police, huh? And going in with those 50 kids, I don't believe, I don't believe he's innocent. I'm sorry. Based on the public record, based on his own words, and this is still America, and you, sir, now hold public office, and I'm allowed to say that. I'll be right back. Thank you, Aaron. Greg Kelly. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, um, they're excited that I guess they found the wreckage of Amelia Earhart's plane. They may have. I've heard this before, and then it turned out to be a false alarm. But special equipment, they think they found it somewhere in the South Pacific. How about that? Is it okay to say now that uh, Amelia Earhart was a crummy pilot? That's one of the reasons why she crashed. I think it's okay to say now. Now it can be said, all right? I wish uh, she lived to be 100, but that didn't happen. She crashed in that plane with the co-pilot. She wasn't alone. Uh, Don't know anything about the co-pilot, but she was a crummy pilot. And you know how I know that? Charles Lindbergh used to badmouth her all the time. Charles Lindbergh, one of the greatest aviators and thinkers, although he was very eccentric. (laughs) He was was one weird dude. My goodness gracious. Imagine that. Think of all your responsibilities. Think of everything you have to have done, get done. And you have a secret family somewhere with five kids? 
got five kids in America, five kids in Germany, and you're anyway. Um, interesting, eccentric guy, and uh, yeah, he said that she was a bad pilot, that she made a nice landing once. And here's something else about Amelia Earhart: it wasn't like she said, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to fly across the Atlantic, and I'll be the first woman." No, they found her. Some guy who ran a book publishing house and was looking for publicity said. I got a great idea, and we'll sell more books than that Lindbergh did. Lindbergh came back, wrote a book about his flight, and it sold like, uh, I don't know, five, a half million copies, which is a lot. So they they thought, well, let's get a woman to do it, and we'll sell even more copies. So they went around the country looking for you know, a woman who could do that, and they found Amelia Earhart, who knew how to fly, and um, and she did it. She got the money. She was also just a strange lady. You know, she gets mar- On her wedding night, she writes the nastiest note to her husband saying, uh, I don't expect you to be loyal to me and I'm not going to be loyal to you. Just so you know. (laughs) Okay. Cold fish, cold, cold fish. Let's see what Donald Trump is saying real quick. I'm looking at truth social. Yeah. He's staying away from Eugene Carroll. I don't blame him on that one. Doesn't mean he's wrong. It doesn't mean he's going to not win on appeal. I think he will. And, uh, stay tuned for that. All right. There's the music. Many thanks. Hour two in just a few moments. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.